Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a true warrior. She's a former professional wakeboarder. She is a reporter for the Minnesota Vikings, and she also happens to be a survivor of chronic myeloid leukemia. My guest today is Alexa Score. How did you sort of find out and know that wakeboarding was something you're passionate about? I was, I loved being on the water. Like that was something from a very small age that I knew. I grew up in a really small town and I was lucky enough to grow up on a lake. Um, and my, my family wasn't really into water sports, but I wanted to be out there. So they kind of got into it over time. So started skiing. I was on a ski team. Um, and then I was also a gymnast oh. and I was kind of a tomboy. So wakeboarding kind of combined all of my favorite things. It was, you know, there's a gymnastics element. Um, it's all in the water and it's kind of intense. Yeah. And so, um, I remember my sister, my older sister came home from college and was wakeboarding with her guy friends when I was nine, I think I was like, Oh my gosh, like I love Whatever this thing is, I love it. So that mm-hmm. was kind of what sparked my interest, I guess. But I didn't really start taking it seriously till I was 14 or 15. Yeah. What was the hardest part about wakeboarding for you at the start? To be honest, finding someone to drive the boat. I mean, I didn't have a wakeboarding boat grow up. That's one of the things that bums me out about wakeboarding is there are a lot of barriers to entry. So mm-hmm. you have to have access to a lake. You need to have a boat. Then you need someone to pull you. And you have to have money for gas or a boat. So honestly, the hardest things were having all those things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I didn't have a wakeboard boat, but I had friends who had wakeboard boats. So it was more like I wanted to train all day, every day, but I only had the opportunity to go a couple of times a week. Yeah. Do you need a specific boat for wakeboard? For ah, tongue twister, wakeboarding? Or can it be just like a pontoon yeah. or a speedboat? I mean, if you're just doing it for fun, you can wakeboard behind anything. Um, if you are looking to compete, yes, you need a wakeboard boat. And now they're just like astronomically expensive. Um, so yes, if you want to to be able to do the tricks that the people on the pro tour are doing, you need a wakeboarding boat. Oh wow! So can I ask you about your leukemia experience? Yeah, totally. I, I wasn't sure if that was, like, something. I know it was on your website and all, but I just wasn't sure. Totally. Open game. So, what was the hardest part about having leukemia at such a young age? Um, the hardest part was I hadn't developed, like, good communication skills mm-hmm. with my family or my friends. And likewise, they weren't great communicators either. (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. throwing anyone on the bus, but we all kind of just weren't really developed in communication. And that sometimes that just comes with time. And so there's no one's at fault. But, you know, when I was in an extreme amount of pain and going through something tough mentally, I wasn't comfortable sharing that with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And likewise, I mean, I think it's such a tough situation. No one else knows what to say no one else knows if I want to talk about it or not. So it, it's just a really awkward situation. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the most challenging thing. 
Yeah, totally. Like, although I didn't go through leukemia or, or nothing as serious as that, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease at 15. And in that same way, in that same boat, like, I remember all everything you basically just said, I had like the same experience. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, another one that you, I mean, you have to deal with it every single day. And people, I'm sure, it's hard to talk to someone about it because you don't know what their comfort level is and you don't know if they want to talk about it. And sometimes maybe you really do need someone to talk to, but yeah, it's a challenge, but you'll navigate through that. Yeah. Like I remember when I was reading your website and reading the story, I was like, I basically, it was kind of like me with Crohn's and you with leukemia, the stories in terms of like, sort of like the backstories and like everything kind of all like, I saw a lot of similarities very similar sure like parallel yeah 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 I was like hey this is like to like I totally was like relating to it just but with my story versus like to your you know what I mean sure yeah did it take you a while to feel comfortable with talking about it you know for me um like when I lived for a while which we did not know first year or two I was like I'm going to be known as Alexa and I want people to know me for what I do not for my disease mm -hmm. so I just didn't tell anyone for a number of years so I moved to Orlando Florida when I was 17 I met a whole new group of people that didn't know that I had leukemia yeah um and they didn't find out for like four years so it wasn't until I had established myself as an adult. I had gotten my wakeboarding career. Like, I was Alexa the wakeboarder. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know, there would be a couple of people who would find out and, and be like, wow, your story really helped me or mm -hmm. I can relate. It wasn't until, like, those stories started coming around where I was like, oh, I could probably really help some people by sharing yeah. this story. Um, so that, it wasn't hard for me to talk about. It was just I didn't want that define who I was mm -hmm. um so I waited a number of years until I kind of was public with it yeah to I totally understand that yeah it takes a while to you know get comfortable with it and talk about it and things like that so I totally, totally. understand what were some of your motivations you had during that like rough patch of your life diagnosis or like the prognosis that were like pretty grim um you know at one point I was supposed to have a bone marrow transplant oh, wow. um and I would have missed my whole summer been in a hospital for you know six months or so mm -hmm. um I thought I was what I was most concerned with was that I was going to miss the wakeboard season and it sounds silly like your life is on the line like yeah. it wasn't I mean, I thought about, okay, I'm going to miss prom. I'm going to miss all these things in my, you know, junior year or stuff. Oh, what grade was I even in? Stop. Junior. Junior year. Um, I missed all these things in my junior year, whatever. But, like, that's what meant the most to me. And I think that has, was, like, a really eye-opening thing to look back on. Like, people's passions are more than just hobbies. Like, some people, that's, you know, what makes them feel most alive. And they're big, big part of who they are and it, it might be something as silly as like knitting I don't know mm -hmm. but 
you know, you have to respect people for what they love to do because those things are very important to them. Yeah. So, so wakeboarding and being on the water, any type of water sports was very um, motivating. And then my sister who's always been my best friend and my biggest supporter and was really a caregiver at that time. Um, definitely her. That's awesome. What inspired you to start public speaking? I actually got approached by a friend, my friend Mike Smith, who's had spoken or like, I don't know, countless times. Um, He's very, very popular in that space. He's actually starting his own high school in Nebraska. He's awesome. Um, He had approached me about doing it. Said, you know, like once he found out my story, he's like, you should really get into this. Like you could help some students, I Mm -hmm. think. So it was him. and his encouragement and then his guidance that really got me into that. That's so cool. Did you ever get nervous when, or do you ever get nervous when you see several sets of eyes staring at you? I am terrified of high school students. Okay. Like I can do live television. Yeah. I host TV shows. I can stand in front of 2000 people at a charity event. I can do whatever no worries when i get on stage in front of high school students i'm freaked out they're terrifying people yes because number one like they are brutally honest yes brutally honest number two like they can see through bullcrap they know if you're just you know lying or not being real or acting or whatever and so, and number three, it just kind of puts you back into high school. It like just makes, or it does for me, it just like kind of makes me feel vulnerable. And I want to do the best job at helping as I can Yeah. Um, in the most authentic way. So I get nervous in front of high school students, but other than that, I'm honestly don't really have much um, anxiety getting in front of large crowds. High school students are scary people. I remember even as a high when I was in high school, like during passing time, going from class to class, I was like, "Oh, big kids!" Yeah, right, totally. And they seem so much older than you at the time. And now everyone's just kind of gets my age, and everyone's just kind of the same age. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are, mm-hmm. but like in high school, yeah, if they're two years older than you. They are like. And some of them are really tall and really look like they're 45, even though they're like 17. (laughs) Totally. Some of the students look like teachers and some of the teachers look like students. Yes. Yes. Is blogging something you've always loved? I absolutely love writing. I don't think I've written a blog post in two years. Like, I... I used to write regularly and I absolutely love it. I just, it was kind of like, um, before I really got into a media career, mm-hmm. one of those things where I was like, okay, well, I don't have a career in media, but this is like an outlet where I can be creative and write. Mm-hmm. And then once I started and I had did a podcast many, many years ago too, that was really fun. And then I got, I, just all at the same time, all these jobs in television. And then I was writing for TV. So I just kind of like stopped blogging, which mm-hmm. is silly. I've been thinking about starting it back up more as like a passion project. Yeah. I just love to write. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I have been passionate about that for a long time. I just have not been doing it. Ah. Is it fun going through old blog posts and visiting fun times from like back years ago? Oh, for sure. I mean, now I live in Minnesota and I work in television, but I, you know, for many years was a professional wakeboarder and got to travel around the world. Mm -hmm. And so there are a number of blog posts um, about a couple of those trips. And it, it's, I think the funniest part is actually going back and reading how you wrote. Like I'll read something and it doesn't feel like me because, you know, you just change over time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's kind of the coolest part is like, I would have never written that like, like yeah. that now. I would have never yeah. written that sentence. Mm-hmm. And I go back, I'm like, I wrote that? It's just like very interesting to yeah. see how that style changes. Have you always wanted to work in like the journalism, TV, media field at some point or in some way? Yeah. When I was super young, um, sports broadcasting was always an interest of mine. I never really thought I would pursue it. Um then, of course, you know, I was a wakeboarding, and during my wakeboarding career, I got a degree in finance. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would end up just doing something in business, um, which is totally fine. I roll my eyes, but, like, that's just where I thought I would end up, and yeah. I was perfectly happy with that. And then when I was kind of ready to retire from competition, um, I just thought to myself, you know what, like, if I'm changing careers, there is... If I don't try my hand at TV now, I'm just going to regret it for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. guess what? If it doesn't work, I can always rely on my finance degree. Mm-hmm. I can always go back. But, like, I'm already starting something new, so why not try television? Yeah. And um, it took a long time, but it ended up working out. So I would say, yes, I've always been interested in it. I never thought that I would actually have a career in television. Um, but now I am just like very thrilled with where my career has gone and where it's going mm-hmm. what do you love most about reporting from i'm not really good at sports you might have to correct me if i'm wrong viking it's the vikings right the vikings yes got it because i saw the pictures on your instagram and i'm like i'm pretty sure that's the vikings because it looks like a viking on the yes. field uh you nailed it what do you love most about reporting from the vikings field and doing interviews during the games my favorite thing about any type of interview whether it's sports related or not is sharing people's stories Mm -hmm. that's what I get to do every day at work um in all my different all of my different jobs so you know obviously it's very a very special place to get to stand on the football field at an NFL game not many people get to do that in the entire lifetime not to mention every game mm-hmm. so a lot of times I kind of have to remind myself like you're standing on the field at a football game and there are 85,000 people screaming like I'll just kind of like days off like in between my work you know the game is going on I'm like oh yeah this is pretty cool like mm-hmm. you know gotta kind of pinch yourself um so that's obviously super special but then getting to share people's stories um that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Since you worked sort of for the Vikings, kind of, were you there? Was it the Justin Timberlake halftime show when it was in Minnesota? Were you there? No, I, I think that was in Miami. Miami oh, was Jennifer Lopez. Oh, no, no, 
just you mean like three years ago yeah that was the year before I worked for the team. Oh, so you were like just shy. Just shy. Um, but the Vikings weren't in that Super Bowl, so I don't think anyone that worked for the Vikings really even got to go anyways. Yeah, just be, yeah, it's like just the stadiums, just like the stadium and the teams, the team. It's like two different worlds colliding in a one. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Oh, that was. But I was. It, it's crazy what the Super Bowl will do to a town. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was here in town. I actually was living in Florida at the time, but I flew back um, just to be around because it's so monumental and it was wild. Yeah. And the, how like ju- negative 25 degrees and people didn't know what to do. Yeah. And Justin Timberlake uh, turned the city purple. Yes, he did. Yep. That was really cool. I remember exactly. watching it on TV. Being like, so fun. This See, is you genius. Know sports. Halftime. Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. That's how I, my mom asked me, how do you, like, and my dad was like, I'm impressed. I'm like, I do it by the halftime shows. I don't do it by the teams. I do it by the halftime shows because the halftime shows and the commercials when it comes to Super Bowls are the only things I care about. Totally. That is so What other sports would you like to report from someday? Ooh. You know, what would be so fun is the Olympics. So I know I'm not picking a sport, but um doing you know such a amazing and historic event like that that would be something I love and you know I can speak to a lot of the different sports especially the action sports Mm -hmm. so I just think it would be so fun um winter or summer olympics to yeah report on those you can cover uh wakeboarding (laughs) if only it were olympic sport oh it's not no, it's not. They're, like, lobbying to try to get it in. Um, it's because it is – the reason it actually can't be or hasn't been approved is because it's affected by another human because the, there's another human driving the boat. Oh. So because there is, like, a variable, a human variable in it, it can't be an Olympic sport. Oh, that sucks. But they can make skateboarding an yeah. Olympic sport. Right, right. And skateboarding is 10,000 times probably more dangerous than wakeboarding. Yeah. Yes. So. Watch, I was so confused watching skateboarding in the Olympics. I was just like, this is... It's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm surfing in it now. It's been wild. Yeah. Are you a fan of game shows? Game shows? Yeah. I honestly don't really watch much TV. Do you I like... Do like Jeopardy. I do love Jeopardy. I do. I did love Amy Schneider on Jeopardy. I haven't gotten into, like, I usually only watch, again, I don't watch much TV. I watch a lot of Jeopardy when I'm with my sister, because she watches it every day. So I get a lot, I didn't see a lot of the, um, the, ho- the different hosts yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a lot since about. Alex Trebek passed away, mm-hmm. but I get all my info from her. It's not the same, but it's still, Ken Jennings is a pretty good well Mayim Bialik's yes. doing it right now it's like between Mayim Bialik and uh Ken Jennings but they're both really good gotcha but they're they no said Alex. that they really like Ken Jennings mm-hmm. you know they said that. Yeah, yeah Ken Jennings is actually very very good at it interesting like he's really good now they call it the Alex Trebek stage like the studio that they film it in which oh cool which is cool and makes total sense and they should yeah. do that because he spent yes. 30 plus years working there. Do 
Do you like TV shows or movies more? Like when you get when you get the time to sit down and watch something. When probably a movie. If I'm like taking the time to sit down, which I rarely do. Um, movies, documentaries. I really like nonfiction. What household chore do you hate the most? Ooh, that is a great question. I thoroughly enjoy cleaning because um, I can't sit still. So this mm-hmm. is fun. Um, probably washing my sheets. Just did it yesterday. It's just so like cumbersome. It's dreadful. Like, it's dreadful. So washing my sheets. What streaming platform is your favorite? I just use Spotify. One trick pony. Oh. Who is your favorite animated character? Oh. I mean, Dory's hilarious in Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. It's Ellen DeGeneres. You can never go wrong with that. Yeah, right? Um, I'm trying to think of other animated movies that I've seen. I mean, everyone loves Woody from Toy Story, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a go-to. Yeah. Are you a fan of creepy and scary stuff? No. Same. I hate it. Like, I, like, it was remotely scary. I'm like, this. Like, people laughing. Like, I hate this. Turn it off. I hate it. Going suspense. Going to a Halloween store is like going into a haunted house for me. Is that, like, for you, too? Um, I don't think I'm, like, scared of that type of stuff. I think it's more the suspense stuff that freaks me out. Like, watching something with the belt. Like, I know something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Totally expecting it to happen. I'm prepared for it to happen, but I still hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate that. Yeah. Do you have any hidden talents? Guess not. Are you a frequent Amazon shopper? Yes. Ugh. Worst. I know. It's a blessing and a curse. It's exactly. It's like... Would I have bought that anywhere else if I if it just wasn't so easy on Amazon? Yeah, I before I went on vacation back in like over winter break, my mom was looking for KN ninety five masks, and we went mm-hmm. all over the all over the city for them and couldn't find any. And I kept telling her Amazon, 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 and she wouldn't listen to me. And she, I'm like, then she's like, fine, just order them. She want at least she tried. Mm-hmm. Gotta support local if you can. I yeah, can but it was like chain stores. It wasn't like you know mom and pop stores. Oh, gotcha. What's a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? I was eaten by a two-headed shark in the opening scene of the movie Two-Headed Shark. Oh my god! Yes, so I did this movie. Years and years and years ago, I wakeboarded in it, and I was like, my sister did it with me. We both wakeboarded in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we never tell anyone that we did this. Like, this is embarrassing. It was like a shark movie, so it was like when like the first Sharknado came out. Yeah, it's this movie called Two Headed Shark Attack, and it has like Brooke Hogan and Kermit Electra in it. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, fine. Like, this movie will probably never get made anyways. And so about six months later, I get a call from my cousin. And this is back when Redbox was, like, a thing. Mm -hmm. She was, like, I'm standing at the Redbox. There's this movie in here. 
and it really looks like you and Tiff on the cover. And I was like, what? So I, I Google it, and sure enough, like, they put my sister and I on the cover of this movie. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is out of control. Oh, my yeah, God. Most people don't know that. That's kind of funny. Once again, I've been speaking with Alexa Score, former professional wakeboarder and current reporter for the Minnesota Vikings. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with sports journalist Susie Hunter.